Hey guys, it's Ed coming to you live from the Paramount Studios here in New York City. Um, now I know what you're wondering. Why am I at Paramount? Clearly I'm writing the new Spongebob uh, movie. Yep, that's it. <laughs> um, no, it just... Uh, the, the Drunk Gossip Studios had a little bit of a piping issue, so I have that being taken care of. And I came out to Paramount, and they were nice enough to let me record outside of the building. Um, no, they... I am outside of the building right now, but they, they, were, they were gracious enough to give me some space to, to record. So, that's all you can really ask for, right? Well, that and that our beloved Aretha Franklin stays alive. Now, no... There is just no good episode... That's going to come from me talking about Aretha Franklin near her, uh, near her death. So we're just going to make the most of this and, and, and try to make it as good and fun as we can. Last night, um, I was scrolling through the news, as I always do. And I, it was a really... Um, I don't want to say low budget, but it was it was not a blog that I'd heard of. Um, that said that Aretha Franklin was gravely ill, so of course I did a Facebook status about it, and um, uh, yeah, sober and clean, bitches pray. Um, anyways, back to Aretha. So I I saw that she was gravely ill, and it. It was one of those things where I just kind of went into denial. I was like, nope, this is not legitimate. There's no way that Aretha Franklin is sick. Unfortunately, um, an anchor from WDIV in Detroit has confirmed with the family that Aretha is indeed in a Detroit hospital um, fighting what might be her last battle. Um, for those of you that don't know, Aretha has had several health issues in the last two years, um, including earlier this year, something so severe that her doctors ordered her to, to not perform. They told her that she's not allowed to, to perform until she gets better. Um, so she canceled the rest of her tour, which was her farewell, farewell tour. And just the more, the more and more of this that piles up, it just gets sadder and sadder. Um, we don't know what her ailment is at this point. There have been rumors of cancer, including pancreatic cancer. Um, but the family, nor Aretha herself, have confirmed it. Um, this is just... Like, I, I, I keep pausing and, and whatnot because I'm just so afraid that I'm going to finish a segment that I'm going to have to either erase it or do another segment saying that she has died because, I mean, she's 72 years old. She's had a great life. Um, but it still seems so young for her to go on us. Like, I... I I know, like, in the past, 72 was like, oh my god, like, you've lived forever, lady. But in today's terms, 
Olivia de Havilland is 102. So it's like, can Aretha get a couple more years, please? Like, can we just take some of Olivia de Havilland's um, years that she has left and just go ahead and throw them onto Aretha's? You know, we're going to have to make a circle around Betty White at the rate we're going. We're losing legends like like they're nothing. Of course, I'm going to stay on top of this story. Um, like I said, I, I my biggest fear is that I'm going to have to record a segment saying that Aretha died before the end of this before the end of this episode. Um, I don't know. I like it's not like I knew her personally, but she is a homegrown hero. She came from nothing to become the diva of all divas. That's right, Madonna and Cher. Sit your asses down right now. This is Aretha's time. And and she did it while people were still prejudiced and throwing hate her way. And she was... She did it her way, and that's I think that's what really matters. I'm going to go, and I'll be right back. Do we have any Luke Skywalker fans in the house? Actually, I was supposed to say... <laughs> Um, do we have any Star Wars fans in the house? But, you know, whatevs. Shit happens. And I'm pretty sure that I might get kicked out of Paramount for talking about Star Wars when I believe they own Star Trek. I don't know, it's one of those nerd things that only Mandy can explain to me. So. Mark, there's a lot of Mark Hamill news today. The first being that he's going to be joining. Oh, sh- um, he's going to be joining the cast of a show, and I'm going to get you the name of that show in just one second. You would think that I would have prepared for this, but no. Nightfall, on history. Um. Um, he's going to be joined by a new showrunner for that show. I believe this is his first series regular role. Someone correct me if I'm wrong. But I, I, um, and when I say first series regular, I'm talking live action, not animated. Because I'm pretty sure he's done some animated stuff before, but I don't think he's ever done a live action TV show as a regular. He's, he's done, like, cameos and, um, supporting and whatnot, but I don't think he's ever done... Um, a, a series regular role. He also gave some really bad career advice to Arnold Schwarzenegger. And here's what, he, here's what he has to say. Arnold Schwarzenegger asked me for advice when he was just starting out. I told him to lose his accent for a wider range of roles, to change his last name so no one could pronounce it. He did the opposite and became one of the biggest stars ever. Hashtag true story. And Arnold uh, responded to this by saying, "Your, Your advice was absolutely correct under any normal circumstances. And those were the rules back then. I just happened to be a rule breaker. You know, first of all, I had no idea idea that those were friends. Somehow it makes perfect sense that they're, they're like besties. But I, did, I really didn't know. And there's just 
this really awesome Terminator Star Wars fan fiction crossover that's begging to be written and then turned into an original IP so I can make billions of dollars. Listen, people, I need some money, okay? I need a penthouse overlooking Central Park. Let me have this. Um, as we all know, Arnold did indeed become one of the biggest stars in the world um, through um, his action movies, including The Terminator. And Mark Hamill kind of had a stalled career for a minute. Like, he did conventions, and, you know, as I said earlier, he he has done um, some guest appearances and whatnot. But he never really busted out of the Luke Skywalker role. Just like Carrie Fisher. Um, uh, she, I think she had a little bit more success. Um, and, and the reason why I can be debated till we're blue in the face. Um, but she never quite left the shadow of Leia. And I really feel like that was maybe one of those things that bothered her until the very end. Because she was a good actress, and Mark Hamill seems to be a decent actor. He was really funny um, when he did the guest spot on The Big Bang Theory last year for Amy and Sheldon's wedding. Hashtag spoiler alert. Um, but he always, like, whenever I've seen him act, it's always been just some variation of himself. I've never actually seen him act. So maybe Nightfall will be good for him and will remind people that he's an actor and not just a convention star and not just someone who goes and shows up for Star Wars movies. Speaking of Star Wars movies, wouldn't it be really cool if they did like a crossover? Chris Pine's Captain Kirk like crosses over and meets Adam Driver's character and then they make out. I might be on to something. I think I have another billion dollar idea. I'm going to go write that down. And I'll be right back. And I'm back. So I was having a conversation at party with a friend. We were talking about Me Too and whatnot. And I, I probably made her angry. But um, it was just one of those conversations I, I felt like needed to be had for both parties. Um, so that they could see a little bit more clearly. So, you know, she was talking about how all these guys need to, you know, whatever. And she's right. You know, but it goes both ways. Men and women need to keep their hands to themselves unless otherwise granted permission. I even wrote, I even wrote a, um, article about it for vocal media. Um... But, basically, I think the, the conversation ender was when I said, you know, if someone touches your shoulder, that's not sexual harassment. And she said it is if, it is if you don't want to be touched. If, if you haven't, and I said, okay, fine, then you've touched me. And you've touched my hand. You've touched this. That's sexual harassment. I don't like it. I didn't give you permission. And she got upset. And maybe rightfully so, but the point is that there has to be some sort of center to all of this, where not everything is sexual harassment. 
And I bring that up because Chris Hardwick, who arguably is the first celebrity um, to have been accused of sexual harassment, um, he's the first one to not lose any, not, not lose any of his jobs or anything. Um, he was suspended very briefly, um, but he bounced back. Um, ex- his ex-girlfriend had accused him of all sorts of just abusive and horrible behavior. Um, and he, the uh, AMC's independent investigation came up with nothing. No wrongdoing. I don't know what exactly they were looking for. That criteria has not been made public at this point. But I, what has been made public is that with his return, several of the crew members have left. And it basically came down to them saying to the network, it's him or us. The network went with him, and they walked out on their jobs. I don't know exactly how many, but I've heard it's been up, up to at least ten. And some of these were producers and very high-ranking people who did not want to work with him any longer. Um... So, I don't know. There has been a lot of speculation, a lot of rumors that he he is very difficult to work with. And I'm being very kind when I say that. Um, I, of course, he has his fans, too, who are saying, you know, this, this whole Me Too bullshit was wrong. You know, she should have just kept her mouth shut. She didn't need to ruin his reputation like that. From all accounts, she didn't ruin his reputation. He, he didn't lose any money. He didn't lose his job. And she never actually... And this, I think, is a very important point to make here. She never named him. She made it very obvious who she was talking about, but she never said his name. He is the one who brought all of this on to himself by denying the allegations when there were no allegations to deny. So he must have had a guilty conscience. And again... AMC's investigation cleared him, but I don't know what they cleared him of. Maybe he, maybe he's a peach to work with. Although with staffers quitting um, his show, Talking Dead, that does not seem to be the case at all. At this point, we're just gonna have to watch and see how this all plays out. Um, he, there, there's very little that would shock me. But I have a feeling that this is going to be his last season as host of Talking Dead. Because when your staffers quit, that means that there's something going on. What that something is, I don't know. You know, since he was cleared, it can't be um, harassment. But he could he could be instilling a, a, a hostile work environment. I've been through that before. Um, at my last, um, I'm going to use this term even though I hate it, regular job. Oh, hello. Um, at my last regular job, it was very much, um, a a hostile work environment. It was very toxic. And I'm going to go and be right back. And we're back. We're going to do a blind item today. Um, This one, of course, comes from blindgossip.com. 
and I just want to preface this by saying that when I give you the answer, it's kind of obvious because they use the nick they use nicknames um, sometimes for the blind items, and Yappy and Floppy are two of the nicknames that they have used um, before. And there's no reason to think that these people have changed. Um, so this, this line come again, comes from blindgossip.com. It is called Yappy and Floppy. And it says, when this Yappy celebrity said that this popular band is never, ever getting back together, he sent his fans into an f- absolute frenzy. Well, we have some news for you. Yappy does not know what he's talking about. Although it is not happening soon, they do have a contract as a group to perform together again. They all agreed to take time off to pursue solo careers and then come back together as a group after several years. That being said, artists can always negotiate or buy their way out of a contract. And we know that there is one floppy-haired band member in particular who has been working very hard to get out of his contract. Floppy is happy to use the band name to try to sell his solo career and his career as an actor, but he is totally over the group act and definitely does not want to reunite. Floppy's managers and lawyers have been working for the past year to get him out of the contract. However, they have not succeeded so far. None of the others are fighting this this as hard as Floppy. While they are in various stages of reinventing themselves, none have seen a lot of solo career success thus far. Some time and distance from each other may make them more eager to give the band another go. However, there are many factors at play here, so it's complicated. Each band member has a family and a manager and their own lawyers, a different financial situation, and different alternative career goals. To sum it up, there is a contract. The deadline for the reunion is still far off. Yappy doesn't know what he's talking about, and Floppy is working the hardest to get out of the contract. In the meantime, fans should keep the faith and hold on to the little things for comfort, like playing the best song they ever heard over and over and over. So this is clearly about One Direction. Yappy is Liam Payne, and Harry Styles is Floppy. Harry has, um, he had a small role in Dunkirk, um, and I believe he has a couple other movies coming out soon. Um... Liam has a family. Um, he and Cheryl Cole, or whatever her last name is now, she's one of those that is married every other day, so I don't know if, if her last name has changed or if it's the same. Anyways, um, and he was quoted during an interview saying that um, One Direction was totally done, that they were never going to perform together again, which... When I heard that, I thought it was more hype for the inevitable reunion. Because, of course it is. There, there's no reason to think that One Direction is actually done. Um, it, it would be foolish to think that Simon Cowell or any of those boys would give up the, the, the cash cow machine... I mean, literally, you throw one direction on anything and it prints its own money. Um, And there have been rumors for years um, that Harry and... I'm trying to see... I um, I think it was... 
I can't find it, but I think it was Harry and Liam um, that they they had a a special relationship. Uh, they were boyfriends essentially, um, and when things fell apart, um, that's kind of when the band started to look less and less intriguing. So. Harry has allegedly moved on um, with another another famous man. Um, at least if you believe Crazy Days and Nights. Um, they also had him cheating on his new partner with an older gentleman. So, I mean, it's not that far-fetched. Um, but I'm going to go and I'll be right back. And I'm back. I'm, I've continued to follow the story of Bethany, Bethany Frankel's on-again, off-again boyfriend, Dennis Shields, um, who died last Friday um, in his Trump Tower apartment. Here, so just in case you forgot what happened, he overdosed on pain pills or on, on some sort of medicine that he was prescribed. Um, he asked his assistant to administer Narcan, um, which didn't help. And I don't know, me and Mandy were talking about this, I don't know if she ever um, asked her friend, but she said that Narcan is, um, has been used and brought people back. So either this dude knew that he was going to be dead and wanted to make it look like he was going to be alive, like he wanted to live, or... The assistant didn't do what she was supposed to do. Or she didn't do it in time. I don't know the answer to that. Um, That's for the investigators to decide. What we do know is that Jill Zarin, who suffered her own loss earlier this year, reached out to give comfort to her former frenemy. And offered, you know, if you said if you need anything, if you want to talk or anything like that, just let me know. Um, and it, it was a really sweet moment. And just, I, I just want to tell this story real fast because I actually met Jill Zarin. Um, when I first moved to New York in 2013, I was selling, um, comedy show tickets for Stand Up New York. Shout out, guys. Um, and we would sell around Rockefeller Center. And I, I was walking around kind of not paying attention on my phone and I smacked into this lady and I dropped my binder and I was like oh my god I'm so sorry whatever and she bent down and helped me pick it up and we were talking and she's like do you know who I am and I said no should I and it was a little bit more snarky than I than I anticipated or and that I met than I meant but you know sometimes these things happen um, she was a very sweet lady, and she ended up actually buying a ticket for me, for, um, for her, and I'm assuming her, her husband or her partner. Um, so yes, she is a very sweet lady. I've met her. Um, but back to Bethany. So, what would have sent this dude into a spiral? Because apparently he was just all about Bethany and loved her. Um, he called her a great mother, said she, you know, she was just a great woman, would make a great wife. Well, 
apparently on the last episode of The Real Housewives of New York City, um, Bethany and Dorinda, or Dorito, or whatever her name is, uh, I can't find her name right now, and I really don't want to, I'm not going to search too much for it, um, but one of her castmates, I'm pretty sure it's um, Dorinda, they were talking and she said she loved Shields to death. But she also said that she could never marry him. And um, allegedly, that sent him off into this huge spiral. And that's why he was um, drugging and drinking like he was. So it also came out that Shields actually... Everyone assumed that he had left his wife and whatever. But they were still married. And his wife is like, you know, he loved Bethany. He he loved his family. We just need privacy to deal with this tragedy. Yada, yada, yada. And it's totally understandable. Like, she's not being nasty about it. She acknowledged Bethany. Um, Bethany, for her part, has not said anything about the wife. Um, But she did attend the funeral. Um, and she posted on Instagram a picture of her puppy and of Shields, and she captioned it, in peace, my sweet babies who gave me endless, unconditional love. And there's the hashtag, now and forever. You know, and I keep going back to this because I really hope that they don't try to make this a storyline on the show, like... I, I get the I get that it's a TV show and that um, this is really dramatic and could possibly help them bring home an Emmy. But let's be real here. Like at some point, we have to be respectful, and turning this into a reality show storyline is not respectful of of Dennis Shields, his daughter, his. Um, estranged wife. And most of all, it's not respectful to Bethany. And I shouldn't have said most of all, forgive me for that. But that's going to do it for me today. I wanted to say thank you to Paramount for letting me record in your studios. And I will talk to you later this week. Cheers.